All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode eight of The Second Floor. I am your co-host, Kenny B, with my boy Yusuf and Omid in the house. We are extremely excited to bring on our special guest today, Tony Brar. Guys, first and foremost, thanks for having me. This is awesome, no, no man. Problem, this is Tony. great. I appreciate you guys' energy. I appreciate everything. So awesome. Thanks, Tony. Part of it. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know who Tony is, Tony is actually the new and brand new host of the Oilers TV. Yeah. He is an Oilers TV broadcast as well. If there's anybody I know who knows about hockey extremely well, no one knows it better than Tony. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy because you're putting me in the upper echelon of uh, people that you know, but it's amazing, and uh, especially being surrounded yeah. by uh, hockey guys, like how much I don't know compared to the guys in the industry. So yeah. I got a lot of work to do, to be honest. You know what? That's the thing, though. It just shows how humble you are because for those of you who don't know homie, it's homie. For those of <laughs> you who don't know Tony, <laughs> Tony's the type of guy who, you know, you strongly believe in the law of attraction. Absolutely. Right? Like yeah. you're somebody who very well knew that this was something you wanted to go after. Yeah. You're literally living your dream job. Yeah. And from the outside in, I mean, I am just starting to get to know you really well personally. Yeah. We just had coffee. I got to pick away at your brain. But it just goes to show that you're the type of person where if you want to go after something, you get it. Yeah. And I think a lot of the things I want to talk to you about today on the podcast is really, you know, why it is that you chose this as a career path and how you made it happen. And I think just to start off, to give a little bit of an introduction, why don't you, in your own words, for the nine people who don't know Tony Brar and yeah. don't know you as the Oilers TV broadcaster, yeah. who are you and what is it that you're currently doing? Uh, so my name's Tony Brar. I'm, uh, I work for Oilers TV. I'm a reporter for the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, it's something that uh, I've looked forward to for a long time. As Kenny mentioned, uh, I, I do think I do have a go-getter attitude. And, um, you know, I take great pride in, in, in the strides that I've made getting to the position where I'm at and I trust me I say that as uh, like as humble as possible but I know the amount of work that I've also put in uh, throughout the couple of years when I decided to go into broadcasting I always knew I wanted to go into broadcasting that's the thing uh, but I, I got my business degree first I was in accounting you know I was working in the business field for eight months I love my job but truthfully guys like I just I there's a little bit of a cloud of uncertainty yeah. in terms of my life mm -hmm. like and where I was heading in my life. Like I loved communicating. I was in sales. I loved talking to people. I loved hitting sales objectives. But I just wasn't sure if I wanted to do that for the rest of my life. So I, I, I'll remember the day for the rest of my life, November 2nd, 2016, where I sat myself down and I said, am I chasing a life dream? And it was the hardest answer I ever got to. And the answer was no. And it was, it was a tough thing to realize. And it was like, hey, you know what? Why don't I start working towards that? So I applied for radio and television at Nate here in Edmonton. And I kind of just, uh, you know, as the months went on, I started, you know, getting more jobs in the industry. Kenny, you and I were talking at the cafe earlier. I was working four jobs while taking eight classes uh, in, 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 in school. But the biggest thing was understanding why I was doing that. Like... Like even looking back at it now, even when I was in accounting, if you were to tell me I was working four jobs while in school, I would laugh at your face. I'd be like, that is not happening. Not at all, right? But it's amazing how much momentum you can gain by certain, like just by acting on what you want to do for the rest of your life. And that's obviously been able to snowball a little bit. And I've been able to carry that momentum here with the Oilers. And honestly, 
um, on January, I forgot the date now, but on January 5th, 2017, it was my second day of school. I made an Instagram post talking about the, the dream jobs that I wanted. I listed four jobs. Uh, and the first one was working with the Empton Oilers. It was Empton Oilers, NHL, Sportsnet, or TSN. Nice. And I'm happy to to kind of be living that dream right now. That so is, yeah, it was, awesome. uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was quite. Thank you, yeah. thank yeah, you. It was, it was quite it was quite the process, but yeah. I mean, I enjoyed every second of it. So I think what's super sweet is Tony was telling me that. Well, for starters, why don't we just have you answer this, and yeah. then we'll get into that. Yeah, is who is someone that you idolize in the sport of hockey? Oh, that's a great question. So obviously, like, how do you not like 97? I get to watch 97 day in and day out, uh, that being Connor McDavid, obviously. Yeah. I get to watch him every single day at practice. And just the amount of work he puts into his game is just incredible. And, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, I want to emulate that into my broadcasting career. Because he works on every little facet of the game. And I get to see it day in and day out. And another guy that I really respect is Pittsburgh's Sidney Crosby. Because to me, he's the most fundamentally sound player in the game. Yeah. Because when you look at what he does, uh, look at how how hard he works, look at his off-season training, he literally wants to perfect every single aspect of the game. Connor McDavid emulates that almost like to perfection. He does the exact same thing every single day. So it's kind of close between 97 and 87, who I love to watch the most. Uh, I have the honor of watching 97 almost every day, even yeah. in practice. And a lot of guys don't get to see that work he puts that's in. Sweet. And that's just very admirable. So so here's the neat thing too. It's yeah. Tony next week. And us <laughs> now hearing that Crosby is his idol yeah one he of my gets idols, to yeah. interview it's it's pretty amazing because obviously i get to talk to connor just about you know every practice day yeah but another guy that i always looked up to was 87 mm. and to for that to happen next week it's it's still kind of surreal like i don't know like i don't know how exactly so i feel about it you're interviewing him Edmonton yeah, so oh, they're so coming to Edmonton. So okay. Pittsburgh's playing the Oilers. I should know the date off the top of my head. You know, let me know. <laughs> it's yeah, like next, thir- next Thursday from the time of this recording. Next Tuesday, sorry, from this time of recording. That's awesome. And, and you know, it's it's pretty incredible. And then Ovechkin comes the day after. It's still kind of surreal, wow. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, That's so, cool. but like at the same time, I'm just trying to take everything in stride and learn from it. Of so, course. Yeah. How do you, Tony, prepare for something like this? I mean, if this is your idol, this is yeah. like me feeling like I'm about <laughs> to interview Conor McGregor, right? Yeah. Like it's a yeah. big deal for whatever sport or career that you're choosing. And in preparing for the interview, how does that look like? Like, do you get nervous? Do you even feel like you need to prepare? What does that look like when you're about to interview someone online? It's amazing because if you asked me this question probably a month ago, I would have excuse me i would have said you know i was maybe a little nervous yeah. maybe i was getting a little too nervous just even thinking about it so i couldn't even fathom mm-hmm. kind of actually doing it but now that i've got my reps in you know like with the you know throughout the job with the oilers and interviewing other players on the team and yeah. stuff like that um i feel comfortable and I, truthfully i feel comfortable now because just like anything else you know it's just like going to the gym for the first time you feel a little nervous like oh am i doing this right am i doing this incorrectly yeah. is my form off am i doing enough weight am i not but then you start understanding your body yourself in yep. the gym mm-hmm. and then you start feeling comfortable so on the third week going into the gym you know exactly what you're going to do you know how many reps you're going to try to go in for you know what weight you're going to do you know if your form is right or not because yeah. you've got that comfortability factor and I feel like a lot of that, it's kind of translated in the same way into my career. So 
Absolutely. Now I feel confident. Truthfully, awesome. I really feel confident going into that. There you go. That's exciting. Yeah, exactly. It's like the first question you could think of that you want to ask. Him. <laughs> a fan. And <laughs> a fan. Yeah. It is like the first if, thing. If, if, I was, if, if I was a fan, I would definitely ask me, hey, can I get your autograph? No, <laughs> you know, yeah. You got to tune that off yeah, a little yeah, bit. You got to right? turn that off, right? Because, yeah, like, yeah. you know, you do uh, and that's the biggest thing is you can't come off as like a fanboy, right? You, yeah. you, you have a job to do. And obviously, I want to continue progressing in my job. So I want to show that I'm a reporter. You yeah, know what I mean? So, that, you can so, draw that line between that professional. Exactly. And that, exactly. That and that's 100%. Yeah. And that's what you need to do in this position. Yeah. I mean, I grew up watching hockey and, and, and idolizing these players as a kid. Yeah. But then as, uh, you know, especially when I started in school, as you continue to progress and see just how, you know, how human they are. They're just another person. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's one thing that a lot of fans sometimes forget. You yeah. know, if, if a certain player is playing very poorly, it might be something in his personal life that's affecting that's him. So and that's something, don't get me wrong, like, it's his, it's his job, it's his professional, it's his profession, rather. But yeah. sometimes, you know, they're just humans. Well, you I know? mean, there's no, there's no line between that. Like, exactly. Like, as a human, like, your personal problems can and will affect your hundred percent career even, even for us whatever jobs we're doing like yeah personal matters will come in and they will affect us so. absolutely absolutely 100 curious to know tony what is what's been something in your broadcasting career and if you highly want to speak about the oilers right now or yeah. even just anything that yeah. you've seen in your education from it or just in your career choice what is the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself uh, in this career or just a big eye-opener that you came across where you went you know what I'm not gonna forget about this moment. Uh, you know that's 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 a that's a great question. Um, mm-hmm. Haven't really prepared for that, but I think the biggest thing that I've learned about myself, truthfully, and again, I'm, I'm saying this as humble as possible, is how hard I'm willing to work. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, because I understand why. And Kenny, you and I were talking about this before the podcast. Is it's so important to to appreciate and understand the why of things in life. Of course. So why am I doing this? Why am I working four jobs while in school? Why am I, you know, not taking the time out to, you know, uh, enjoy like the personal facets of life? Because I know that I have to make that sacrifice in order to get to where I want to go, and it takes a lot of hard work to get to where I want to go. So I'm willing to do that and more. So I think that's the biggest thing I've learned about myself is the work that I'm willing to put in, but also how much I enjoy it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like work. When people say, you're working four jobs, I'm like, truthfully, like, I feel like I'm just hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong, I'm working hard at it, but I'm enjoying it so much that it doesn't really feel like work to me. So these four jobs, you were doing that when you were going to school for at Nate, Yeah, correct. Okay, and were they just retail jobs or were they related to... Truthfully, they were all all somehow related to my industry. So, uh, like, I'll even list them right now. So um, as I was going to school, eight classes, very strenuous course load. I mean, even my teachers say... Even my teachers say is... We want to work you to the ground and see who kind of comes out out yeah. of the out of the program. Oh, wow. That's basically my teachers would tell me that <laughs> it was right? mandatory to do eight. Yeah, it was mandatory. It was, it was actually eight, eight, and seven. Wow. So wow. so that's what it was. And then you're also running a news program at school, so you're doing stuff outside of class. Wow. But a lot of that classwork is also integrated into that. Yeah. So like it was kind of they want to see who ends up surviving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's basically so you can only be it's so many broadcasters. The finish, in the end, right? It's like the first year of engineering, right? The first yeah. year of engineering. Yeah, you talk to anybody who's gone through engineering they'll say the first one was the toughest because yeah. they're trying to weed out the people who don't want to work hard mm. right yeah, but yeah. like my teacher uh Stu, he would always say you know like, we just want to see who who is like, willing to you know 
react to this course load in a positive way kind of thing yeah and that's basically and like trying to teach them the demands of the industry because they basically replicated the industry it's a lot of hard work out there right it's way more than just standing in front of a camera and saying your lines are going home Mm -hmm. you have hours and hours of work to do before that right Mm -hmm. so that part also fascinates me is all the behinds of work scenes but we can talk about that in just a sec but going back to the four jobs i mean one was uh, i was a color commentator host writer and reporter for nadukes so i was doing multi multi hats for them you know i was trying out dipping my hands in so many different cookie jars and trying to become the best overall reporter i can be nice. uh, another one was an activation team so basically working in promotions with the Oilers Entertainment Group, so Oil Kings and Oilers Games, you know, uh, sometimes I got to throw the odd t-shirts, which was kind of fun, right? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. just kind of promotion, but I, um, I feel like that job really helped me gain a certain reputation during my interview process for this job. So that was a huge, you know, because it was, it was a four to five interview process, right? I had four or five interviews mm-hmm. to get the position I'm in now. And each interview, they would ask me about my experiences as a activation team member. Oh, wow. And they would actually talk to my bosses. They would talk to everybody. The alternate governor of the Edmonton Oil Kings, they had to talk to him. And he had my back just because yeah. he saw how hard I worked while also nice. enjoying it. So that was a huge part of that. I also worked with Dome Productions. So um, I was a television uh, assistant, uh, sorry, production assistant okay. for Sportsnet and NBC. So I got to work on uh, NHL games. I was helping out the cameraman. I was helping set up broadcasts and stuff. And funny story about that is, you know, um, I got lucky in a sense. And this NHL statistician never showed up to, because he was on vacation, but they scheduled them. Mm-hmm. And the statistician never showed up to a game because he was on vacation. And they needed a guy to step up and so i happened to be in the right spot and i was like they're like hey do we need somebody who knows the m to northers i'm like that's me yeah i think (laughs) i think i could help out there right so i think i could help out and they're like okay and they quickly quizzed me on a question because they were kind of like they were kind of freaking out. It was like fifteen minutes to puck Last drop. Minute. They're like, uh, uh, "Who's number 58? And I'm like, "Anton Slapishev, but he's a healthy scratch tonight." Like, get your Sweet. get your butt upstairs right <laughs> now. And I'm like, and I and they, I booked upstairs. You know, I was working with the color, I was working with the play by play commentator for NBC, yeah. feeding him stats throughout the night. I was feeding the truck stats on my headset, and that was wow. that was like wow. definitely one of the coolest moments I had in school. Yeah. Right. And then my other job, and this is so bad, I can't even remember my fourth job right now. Um, it was uh, it was with Bell Media, oh, so I was okay, working on the street know. team. You know, I was in radio. I was working with the helping on the yeah. radio side. Got some CTV gigs yeah. out of it, and then on top of that, I was volunteering for a football team. I was just a commentator for them. So it's just oh, a lot of different, so a lot of different cool. hats. If you were able to immerse yourself into so many yeah. roles, yeah. that fit exactly what it is that you're now doing exactly right and that's the biggest thing is right uh, i knew going into that that i created opportunities uh for myself to round out my game yep. because just like Sidney crosby Connor mcdavid they round out their games yeah. i want to emulate that i want to round out my overall game as a reporter so mm, exactly. they all kind of played into that so Sweet. as a reporter i definitely want to get to know behind the scenes because yeah. i'm interested in great question that. but before we get there i want to know 
time management. You must be. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's like it's like Elon Musk, right? Like he's running so many companies. You must be in time management when you did four jobs and yeah. you did eight eight course load. Like, how did you manage that? There's got to be another Tony Bro yeah. <laughs> like, who looks yeah, just like him. He's just not telling us. That's honestly that's honestly what it is. Nobody knows that I have an identical twin. That's the thing. That's the secret to the success, right? Because even half of what you're doing, that would be like a full load to most four courses, two jobs, right? And and that's amazing because, uh, like I said, if you were to tell me that when I was in accounting, I would laugh at your face. I'd be like, "That no way I'm going to do that. Are you kidding me? That's way too much. But the reason, and that's a great question, time management is you can... You can ask my, my cousins. I'm very close with my cousins. I have a lot of first cousins here in Edmonton. Uh, my brother and my sister, I'm very close with them. You can ask them. Anytime I had personal time, I always had to take time to schedule everything out. Yeah. And I had I had a calendar in my room that I updated every day. I had a calendar. I had a personal school agenda. My phone had certain things. They all had the same stuff, but it was... Like, standard, don't get me wrong. So exactly. It was all standard so I could keep up with my life, basically. Yeah. And, there were, and the biggest thing was... Uh, I used uh, I used my hard work kind of to my advantage because of how hard I worked in certain things. Um, people saw that throughout. So if I told my boss, "Hey, I'm so sorry, but I, I have I have my other shift and it's going a little longer. I'm gonna be there an hour late." They'd be like, "Tony, no problem," That's because cool. because they understand what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I uh, one one moment that I'll never forget is we had a 7 a.m. class. <laughs> That's brutal in it, in yeah. its own right. We had we had we had a seven a.m. class That's in school early. on Thursdays and especially in broadcasting. Hey, <laughs> that, that yeah, I know it's, it, it's crazy. It, it, was, it was it was it was amazing. And during that was actually the funnest class. I'm not even gonna lie of that semester, Sweet. but so it was worth it. But I remember we had a seven a.m. class and I couldn't make it because I slept in. I was up till 3 a.m., 4 a.m., yeah. and I only and I had to wake up at 6 in order to get to that 7 a.m. class. And I slept in, and I, I called my, bo- uh, my boss, I called my uh, instructor, mm-hmm. and it was 745. Uh, he gave us a cell phone number, so I'm like, hey, Stu, I just slept in. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm going to be at school in an hour. I'm so sorry. And, he, and all he asked me was, Tony, were you working last night? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, okay, no problem. You're excused. Because he he knew what I was doing. I was work, like he knew I was working four jobs. Yeah. So yeah, I had the hiccups. Yeah. I had the hiccups here and there. You know, some, like one time that one that yeah. one time I slept yeah. in. Uh, a couple of times I, I had my shifts go a little longer than expected, so I was late to my next job. And everybody understood yeah. because they knew that as soon as I was gonna get get to yeah. where I'm going now, yeah. I'm gonna give it my all. Like Absolutely. if I show up to work, I always gave it my all. I didn't awesome. want to live with any regrets. Kind so, of thing. So, so were you sleeping at all during this time? Yeah, you know what? I was, uh, truthfully, I wasn't sleeping that much uh, during that time. I was sleeping yeah. maybe five hours a day, but uh, maybe f- quite frequently three to four hours a day wow. sometimes. Okay. But the thing is, like, the biggest thing was understanding why I was doing it. Yeah. And you know, that's yeah. what it all comes down to. Why yeah. was I doing this? It was to chase my life dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I only get to sleep three hours. Like I would wake up sometimes, and be like, "Oh my goodness, I'm so tired." Um, but then I'd be like, "Hey, why are you doing this?" And it's like, "Kick him." You know what? Let's go get it after. Let's go shower and go go right to school. That's super neat, man. I like that. Yeah, it was fun. Next question is: Let's ask you about what it is that you feel most challenged with. Like, okay. what is something that you felt like maybe it's something you're currently challenging? Yeah. Or for the longest time, you just couldn't help but sit yourself down and be like, "Why?" 
am I having such trouble with this? Yeah. And, and why can't I fix it? Yeah. And what would that be? Uh, so a couple of things come to mind, uh, especially because they resonate with me now. Uh, when I was when I was a kid, I I wasn't the best the best at home. I guess this is so ironic for me to say I couldn't even pronounce best in saying I wasn't the best English student oh, you know what wow, I mean yeah. I was I wasn't I sucked at speaking I sucked at reading wow. reading comprehension and all it's the tough writing to believe that considering how well spoken you it, it, yeah. it, it, and, and it's it's amazing because a lot of people are like what I didn't know that about yeah. you right but that was it was the truth right? yeah. I mean in grade six I had like a grade four, grade three reading comprehension level. Wow. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was a little behind in that yeah. set. And then all of a sudden in grade seven, for whatever reason, and I think it's, again, it, I attribute it to hockey because I, I was in love with hockey so much. I'd say the peak of it was in grade six and it's been upwards since. But I started reading a lot of articles online. I started reading all the, like so much stuff. Team previews. I bought the hockey news magazines every week, Sweet. and I would just be reading, 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 reading. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, in grade seven, in grade eight, I was two grades ahead, and I was nice. like, "How is this happening?" You know That's what I mean? Sweet. I knew how to use a semicolon properly. In grade eight, you know what I mean? Like uh, nobody knows that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was it was crazy because like again, I attribute that to hockey because if it wasn't for the love of hockey, I wouldn't be taking in all that stuff, right? That's cool. And like. That's one thing that I struggled with was English. And I had a stuttering problem growing up. So, like, I would stutter my words. Mm -hmm. And now when I look back, like, at it, obviously being in a position that I'm in now, I get to see how far I've come. Yeah. You know, and that it's like, holy crap, I, I experienced those challenges. But I was able to overcome them. Yeah. And, and we were talking about this earlier before. I like to use the analogy of going to a gym, right? When you go to a gym... You go there to seek resistance, especially yeah. when you're doing weight training, right? When you you're, you have sixty pound yeah. dumbbells or whatever, and you're you're pushing it, you're you're doing working out your chest. You're you're working with resistance in order to get stronger. Yeah. So what happens when you have resistance in your life? You're gonna get stronger, right? So um, that's the way I kind of cool. always view challenges now. Yeah. Is but I wasn't always like this, right? You know, I had self doubt before. I was like, oh, like. Uh, like, like, am I stupid? You know, like, yeah. I, can't, I can't read the same book that my classmates are reading. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be your biggest critic. Yeah, absolutely, yourself. right? Like, and and to see how far I've kind of come in that is kind of cool. Yeah. But now I don't like the biggest thing is I don't dwell on that. That's why I'm not scared to sh to share. Yeah, yeah at a yeah. grade three, grade four comprehension yeah, level, grade six, it. I'm open about it because that's just who I was. That's what kind of right? made you now, right? Exactly. If it right? wasn't for that, maybe you wouldn't have. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm very grateful yeah. for the failures that I've endured along the way, and I yeah. look forward to the failures that come ahead because I know I'm gonna fail cool. in the future. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Speaking on that, speaking yeah. of failures and struggles. What's your most embarrassing moment in reporting or on TV or on any TV? sort of oh any sort goodness. of embarrassing one? Because I'm 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 super curious. Yeah, like, you know that's a great question. Um, oh, there's a few that like come. You haven't had a nip slip or anything. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> no nip slips at all. No, no nip slips at all. That'd be I, the worst. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I swore on on campus radio, but like not too many people listen to that. But like, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, okay. I swore on that. Um, I, I want to say something in Thunder Bay I probably did on air. Oh, I remember, like, I guess, like, I, I didn't really have too much time in Thunder Bay. So yeah. I was working in news there uh, right out of school. And I, like, it was like a five, six second awkward moment, like, awkward silence that, like, I was, like, looking at the teleprompter. And, like, it wasn't working. It wasn't working. Oh, and no. it wasn't where it needed to be. And I looked down and my my scripts weren't on the right page because oh, no. I forgot to flip it. Oh, that'd be so crazy. I was like... 
And uh, the Nipigon River has now been reopened. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I know, because like, I was literally looking up, and I remember watching it over and over again, and it was so bad, I wasn't even mad about it, yeah. because it was that bad. I was yeah. like, yeah. I was, I'm just going to laugh this happened, off. Yeah. So so but, what happens in a situation like that? Do, do Are there... Uh, consequences or repercussions you know what it's the biggest thing is when you have bosses i've been fortunate enough to have bosses throughout Mm. that understand that you know what i mean they understand that that happened when i when i I talk to my boss about that he's like tony don't worry about it the teleprompter goes down your scripts he's like he's like i've been in this industry for 40 years i forget to change my scripts sometimes you know what i mean like don't worry about it it's all good and but one thing he said is it's all about how you bounce back from it yes right so i was very happy the next the next cast I had, I, I felt like I, I had some confidence in it and I did well. So I was able to kind of build off that. But the biggest thing is having an understanding, you know, person yeah. to guide you kind of thing. So. Yeah, because I was always curious, like, especially on TV, like, yeah, like I felt like you live, can't yeah. screw up. Yeah. And if you screw up live, like there must be some sort of. Yeah. And, and what well, depends on what the screw up is. Like if you swear on air, then that's on you. Yeah. yeah you know what yeah, I mean? That's right. on you. That's going to directly reflect yeah, your character. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you And that's going to reflect your character and that's going to reflect the company because yeah. they hired you. you know? yeah. they're gonna be like, so if See you swear. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there, there are instances where people swore on air and they got fired the next yeah. day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've read on it and I'm like, holy crap. Like, am I going to swear on air? Because I, I'm not going to lie to you guys I kind of swear a decent oh, amount in my yeah, personal are, life right yeah. like, how do you how do you manage like how do you is there like a switch, like switch? yeah you like, know what like a switch the or? biggest thing for me is this is as soon as i see a camera for example the camera's here right and i see that red tally like i don't know i just know not to swear <laughs> you know what i mean like i just know just not, to do it. not to and, and it's crazy because now when i think about the red tally light is i remember it was one of my first hits with the oilers with oilers tv and i was like I kept practicing and there's a lot of stats I have to remember. I'm like, oh my God, like I keep screwing this up. Like, like I'm like practicing and then my, my cameraman Cassidy Collins, he's like, Tony, you ready? And I'm like, oh, should I just say yes? Like, I don't know, like, right? I was yeah. taking so long. Like, I'm not ready. And, and, and I kept it. practicing and I kept screwing it up. But as soon as I saw the red tally light, yeah. it was go time. Boom. And all, mm. of a su- all of a sudden, I, I did it in one take and I'm like, wow, how did I just do that? You know yeah. what I mean? But like, there's, and that's one thing, going back to your other question that I've learned about myself, I love working under pressure. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I like to use the analogy uh, of a bullet of a gun. You know, it doesn't operate unless it's under pressure. That's how it performs its tasks, exactly. coming out of a barrel of a gun. That's and so I cool. like to think myself as a bullet in a gun. Really I like, as soon as the pressure's on, I feel yeah. like I'm actually able to thrive yeah. and do a little to bit do more. The task. Yeah. So I, I think that's really, Sorry, yeah, I was just going to say, I think that's really neat because it goes to show when you compare that to anybody presenting or yeah. anybody preparing to, to speak in front of a live audience or yeah. in front of camera, right? Yeah. They can't help but feel like they're going to be judged. Yeah. And they're yeah. going to be judged 100%. based off of what it is that they know or don't know, Yeah, right? To be able to, to deliver that material. So if I look at your case, it's kind of like you can't help but ask yourself, okay, do I know what I'm going to say or not? And I relate that to when I presented yeah. multiple times in yeah. university. Right, and I went from my first couple years of university having prepped cue cards that I was just gonna knowingly read off of, as opposed to being like, okay, I read the case. Now, what did I get out of it? Yeah, exactly. If I read something and I liked it and I dissected it in terms of what problems that uh, were currently existing in a company and the things I need to recommend, let's just go off of that. Exactly. As opposed to what I need to read. Yeah. So the moment you could kind of take a step back and be like, okay. 
no matter what, if we go live or not, I'm just going to speak from the heart and exactly. I'm going to deliver the message that people need to ultimately know. 100%. And right? that's right when that red light goes exactly. on or when people say go, yeah. you could just speak on that. And, and, and the amazing part about your scenario that I'm able to resonate with is how much preparation took into you being that comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. takes, you have to understand like completely, like in and out you need to understand the subject to be that comfortable yeah, exactly. to be able to share in that presentation even if you and go off script yeah. but if you know the subject exactly. you always know the end direction so you can always pick yourself back up 100% and if yeah. you were to get a question that you weren't even planning for you already know the answer yeah. to it because mm-hmm. you're so you're so confident yeah. that you know it you know what I mean yeah. that's what helps you kind of elevate your game kind of thing yeah. and that's why I love the amount of work that goes into a 15 second on camera. So let's Absolutely. talk about that. Let's talk about behind the scenes. Yeah. Like what, what type of work that goes behind the scenes of, again, 15, going in front of the camera yeah. for 15 seconds. Like what do you have to do prior to that and after that? For sure. Uh, so admittedly for, for me, like especially be, this being a new role, uh, for me, uh, it, it took a couple of weeks for me to understand my, my process and that's fine. It's going to take a couple of weeks for you to understand what works best yeah. for you. No problem. Right. That's one thing that people can't lose sight of It sometimes it takes a little bit longer than you expect, but I just know eventually you're going to get there. So now that I'm comfortable with everything, it all starts from the night before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's just say, for example, the Oilers are playing, uh, Winnipeg on Tuesday. So in a few days from this recording of this podcast and, I'm already gearing up for it now. I'm already reading up on stats, like like on Connor McDavid, on Leon Draisaitl, on Chris Russell, on Cam Talbot. You know what I mean? I'm reading up on all their stats just so I can be like you in a presentation yeah. where I understand it th- thoroughly. Like I can ask, you know, Leon Draisaitl any question. Like if something pops to my mind, I know what I'm going to ask because I know the subject. Or if Todd McClellan is uh, is talking at a press conference, I know what to ask him because I've already done my research. So it starts from the days before wow. in understanding, you know, this is what's happening, this is what's happening. And then also understanding what's happening around the league and what kind of implications that has on the Oilers. Mm-hmm. So let's just say, for example, uh, uh, on uh, on Thursday on their home opener uh, again from this podcast that's a few days away uh, they're playing the Boston Bruins what if I find out that the Boston Bruins are on a six game winning streak and I'm like hey guys heading into Winnipeg you know you guys got a big game tonight are you at all looking forward to the home opener against Boston because they're on a roll right now because this be like a big test for you guys see you guys match up against one of the premier teams in the west and how that's going to translate against the best team in the NHL yeah. you know what I mean just that's because cool. just because you know that just because you know what's happening around the league yeah. you know you're able to so kind of ask and just work that in it's like the question right? becomes more dynamic exactly because you right? know everything else around it. 100% and, and truthfully you also gain a lot of respect like that yeah right? oh like, they know you did like, your homework oh, you, you did yeah. your homework okay I'm going to answer your question even better now you know what yeah. I mean like yeah. And like and that's the biggest thing too. So it all starts the day before because when it comes to the day of, like I wake up at let's just say eight thirty or maybe even eight o'clock, have a breakfast, and then go to the rink. And all of a sudden, I'm watching the guys skate. Right? I don't want to be searching up stats while the guys are skating. I want to watch them skate. Yeah. So I got to do my homework the night before. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to see anything that looks different. Yeah. You know how good Talbot's looking in the crease. How look? Uh, you know, um, Jesse Pulleyarvey's looking out on the ice. Mm-hmm. I want to take mental notes of that because what if something happens in practice? Now I can even further add wow. that to my questions that I've already planned before. And- I'm curious, is this like 
on the requirements of your job description or is this no. just outside of how much you love that's just how job. much i love it you know what <laughs> i mean that's cool, just how much right? i love it it's, that's it's awesome. awesome so what is the base requirement for, for so it? so so basically it is it, it's to be on air it's uh to kind of report and put together video packs so i do a lot of video editing mm-hmm. um so we have our own shooters and basically what we do is we do practice reports we do pre-game reports we do post-game reports and then also do off day mm-hmm. stuff right so mm-hmm. and then we also help out with community stuff so if the others are doing cool. something in the community we go there and report on that and basically just kind of give our audience which are Edmonton Oilers fans because we're assuming that they're going to be coming to the Oilers website to see Oilers content which yeah. means they're kind of fans so give the fans what they want to see so nice. they want to know what's happening with you know certain players with with the team yeah with the head coach with the general manager what they're kind of up to you know what I mean so just kind of give all that news and just kind of put it on social media so um, everything that I do, it's Oilers TV, but it's all online. So awesome. it's social media, it's on YouTube, it's on our uh, NHL app, it's on NHL.com, Oilers.com. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all over the place, kind of thing. So how yeah. many how many hours on average do you think? Not even think, but do you know that you're seeing so far? Yeah. Where you're on camera? When I'm on camera. Yeah. So I would say, oh, that's a great question. I would say on camera per day. I would say if it's a game day. Yeah. If it's a game day on camera, I would say a total of maybe five minutes. And, oh, okay. and, and so five minutes doesn't sound like that much yeah. when it comes to a full day, yeah. right? So basically, in a pregame report, you do your top. So it's the top of the report and then the tail, yeah. which is the end of the report. So it's like you speaking and then a bunch of content, you know, what the players are saying, what the coaches are saying, and then you to round out oh, with okay. some stats and stuff. Yeah. So top and tail. You did the same thing for a post game, right? Yeah. So top, a bunch of content, what happened during the game, what the players are saying about the game, what the coach says, and then you to round out. And the oldest play like Arizona tomorrow. Whatever whatever you want to add in. That's, yeah. a, that's a beauty of this industry is you can kind of be, show off your creativity yeah, a little you put bit. Yeah, personality right? into it. So that's that. And then during during Oilers home games, I also go down to uh, the dressing room and interview in-house. So Rogers Place, they obviously the scoreboard in there. Yeah. So as soon as the period's over, I'll interview a player and it'll actually go up on the scoreboard live. Sweet. Yeah, so it's oh, kind of yeah. cool, right? And then if, if the Oilers win, we interview one of the stars like yeah. on the bench right so and that's happening all in house so that's that's where my five minute thing comes kind of comes cool. from but it might even be less than that too yeah, truthfully yeah. but i just love how much work goes into it outside of those yeah, outside five of that that's what day. see that's what drives me you know a yeah. lot of people only get to see the five minutes on camera if that see. it's what they don't see that i love yeah. okay. do you have any pre uh, camera rituals or even just every day in this job where you're like I need to do this every day <laughs> and what does that look like if you have it yeah I don't know if I have any rituals to be honest yeah. I I I, I, I want to say I want to but I, I like to get in a routine where I wake up uh, on game days a little earlier just so I can do some more homework on yep. the team that they're playing on the Oilers current situation and then head to the rink and just watch you know yep. there's no other feeling like knowing that you've already prepared that you can actually genuinely watch the practice yeah you know what I mean? that's so and, about putting and, your notes together yeah you're, so we're yeah. watching the practice but we're sitting alongside other Edmonton media members as well right yep. and these are guys that I've looked up to right yeah. like these are the wow. guys that I've wanted to aspire to be Sweet. and now I'm chatting with them about Leon yep. Drysaddle's two game two goal 
whole game the other night wow. and like what kind of things that you know a certain player needs to work on yeah. and like just knowing your stuff just because I've already kind of prepared for that so it's then huge. we go watch them and then we go down to the uh, dressing room we interview the players and then yeah. we go to the coaches uh, press conference we interview the coach yeah. and then I put t- I take an hour to about an hour or so to put together the video yeah. and head home take a nap and then come back to the rink for the game so, so of course yeah it's kind of so cool so what's next for Tony What's, What's next? next oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, truthfully, uh, I'm absolutely loving my role right now with the Oilers TV. That I, I kind of, this might be a bad thing to say, but I've, I've just kind of been so focused on relishing everything and just trying to soak it all in that I kind of haven't really thought about the next steps. But uh, when I, I enjoyed this, this is so, so I, I'm enjoying I mean, it so much. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, right? So, but the, that's a great question to ask because. When I, again, when I first started Instagram, uh, sorry, not Instagram, when I first started posting about Insta- on Instagram about my broadcasting yeah. career, I mentioned the Empton Oilers, NHL, Sportsnet, or TSN, yeah. and I can definitely see myself working towards those. If the opportunity ever arises, I don't know what's going to happen in five years, right? In, yeah. in five years, I'm still with Oilers TV, and I'm absolutely loving every second of it. You know, why not, why, why why not, not? just keep yeah. pursuing it yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Tony, we talked earlier about how your your relationship with your dad has really yeah. been a lot more powerful, a lot stronger due to the fact that you guys have hockey in your yeah. guys' life. Exactly. Can you sort of, you know, give us some more details on that in terms of, you know, how hockey and, and the love for the sport has been able to grow your relationship with your dad and how, how that's kept you guys so close? Yeah, it's amazing because hockey was a huge pillar in our lives uh, yeah. from myself and my dad because growing up, I didn't actually get to see my dad very often. I only got to see him once, maybe tw- uh, twice a month or once every two months because he was always working out of town, right? He was working in a, con- in a construction role, in a labor role, and he would always have jobs in Fort McMurray or, you know, like... Slave Lake or whatever it, whatever, wherever it was, wherever his career took him, he would go because he knew he had to provide for the family. And that's one thing that I always respected, right? Yeah. He, he was doing it to give us an opportunity. That's why my mom and dad moved to Canada in 1981 yeah. because they came here for us, right? Yeah. So I didn't get to see my dad very often. And when he did, he would always come on the weekends, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever I got to see him. So Saturday would be his first day off. And what was the staple every single Saturday? It was hockey night in Canada, yeah, yeah. right? We'd watch the Leaf game because the Leafs are always the first ones on, right? So we watch the Leaf game, just kind of hang out, relax. And then I would sit in his lap and watch the Oilers game at the end of the night. That's cool. And that was our connection. That's mm-hmm. why. And, and I kind of I kind of mentioned that in my interview process with the Oilers as well. is because, you know, they, they asked me, why are you the guy for a job? And I said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like my passion for the game runs deeper than just loving a sport. Of course. Because it was a connection between my dad and I. And because hockey means so much to me, like that's why hockey means so much to me is because it was my dad and I's connection. But because it means so much to me then, it means equal uh, as much as it does now, but I'm able to display my passion for it through the camera. And, pe- and I hope people can see that, yeah, right? Yeah. And that and that's kind of what I kind of leveraged, yeah. if you will, yeah. for lack of a better term, in my interview process mm-hmm. because my passion for hockey just runs deeper than the average yeah. show. You know what it's I mean? It's in the so blood. You know? It's in the blood, yeah. right? That's awesome. <laughs> and I like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Outside of, you know, people knowing you so well for obviously being, you know, a loving member of your family and, yeah. and, and respecting them so much as well as being a loving boyfriend and being a huge, 
huge fan of hockey and how yeah. that shaped your career. What are some other elements in your life, uh, if there are any? Because I know there's already a lot. But is there yeah. anything else? Maybe like your your closest friends or closest family um, know that are about you, but not the public. Yeah. Is there anything else to you that uh, you'd like to share to to our audience? Yeah, truthfully, I I love giving back to the community. Nice. Uh, that's the biggest thing to me. I like, I, I know it's so cliche to say, but like, like my 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 father and my mom, like, were given an opportunity in Edmonton. Yeah. And like Edmonton provided them with so much. So I just want to give back to that. That's why I'm such that's a big cool. mental health advocate, right? Like yeah. I love. I love how much awareness is being grown about mental health now because yeah. it's so important and there's so many different initiatives and I want to give back in any way that I can. And uh, it's funny that you int- uh, you mentioned that because because I love giving back so much, I actually opted to what I want to do is something that I want to start and hopefully, you know, maybe we can even talk about this more so after the podcast is uh, I signed up for a benefit uh, with with OEG is to receive Oilers tickets to eight different games. And oh, what I awesome. want to do is I want to talk to people in the community and reach out to people that may not be able to afford to go to a game yeah. and just give my tickets to them. Like all my friends That's are like, so yo, cool. Tony, can I have those tickets? Or Tony, why don't you sell those tickets? You can make so much money. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to give yeah. back. Get to the I want to. Yeah. I want to. I want these people to create memories for themselves. Yeah. Go to that you one know? person who's always wanted to go to a game. They, they never could. Exactly. They just never could for whatever. Yeah. And like, it's, 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 there's there's no there's no shame mm-hmm. in in not having the financial power to buy or there's tickets. They're expensive, mm-hmm. right? So true. for some people, yeah. they're expensive, and that's okay. Yeah. But uh, like, if they want to take out their son or daughter to a game, like I want to help. I want to help make that happen, nice. right? So that's one thing I want to do. And another thing that I want to do is. You know, I always I always try participating in those walk a mile in your shoes for uh, women involved in domestic violence. I always try getting, awesome. you know, involved in that. I try uh, breaking the silence. It's another mental health initiative. Um, you know, Edmonton Food Bank. My brother does such great work with the Edmonton Food Bank. Sweet. It's incredible. I try to emulate that as well. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're always, you know, my brother and I, we're very close. He's my best friend. Mm-hmm. Nice. And we always talk about the importance of giving back. And, and nobody does it better than him, but I at least try being number two. That's so, awesome, yeah. man. Awesome. Yeah. What a saint. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that is awesome. No, no, not at all. Amazing, amazing personality. I love it. Yeah, it's, my, it's our first time, me and Omi. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's our first time meeting Tony and... Dude, you're, you're <laughs> no, awesome. it's yeah. uh, you know it's, it's it's crazy because like don't get me wrong I, I talk about all these things that I do but the the things that you know may may kind of be overlooked even in this conversation is yeah. is the struggles that I had to endure yeah. and it's not always easy it's trying not, to no. trying to be yeah. multifaceted yeah. and that's okay the biggest thing is that I know it's okay it, when it's not easy when you yeah. have times to struggle when you have to take you know a couple of days off from work like. For example, four days off, you're like, hey, look, I got to do way more schoolwork. I'm sorry, I can't make the next couple of days. Yeah. No problem. And the biggest thing is other people are genuinely understanding, yeah. right? Yeah. And there are definitely times of ups and downs during yeah. this process. I like to think of it being like a lot more ups than downs, yeah. right, for myself. Because yeah. I've been, I'm have been, i in a fortunate enough uh, position to kind of experience those ups, yeah. right? But I understand that downs are going to happen sometimes too, and that's okay. That's yeah. true. That's and right. I think that's something that uh, we even touched base on prior to yep. going live here tony yep. was what i love about you is you're somebody who is doing everything that you're doing for the sole purpose of either the fact that you enjoy it so much yep. that you're putting your time into it yeah or you're doing it for the fact of knowing that it's going to improve the community you're exactly in, right? exactly and it makes me want to ask you like not even ask but again just let the audience know that 
you didn't do this broadcasting role for the sole purpose of how much money you could get out of no, it. And that's no. the funny thing was the fact that Tony had people calling him <laughs> being like, oh man, you made it now. You got all the money in the bank account. Yeah. And really Tony would tell his friends, you know, oh, I didn't do this for the money. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even yeah. care about how much I got paid. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was, was funny how when you told yeah, we, me. Yeah, we were talking about that and right? it, it, it was pretty crazy because uh, I mentioned it to you and and as soon as as soon as I told them the news, some for a lot of people, like I want to say, not I want to say a majority, but a very good chunk of people, yeah. were like, "Oh, you're probably making so much money now." And yeah. I'm like, "I never even thought about yeah. that." You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not I'm not in this industry yeah. for the money. Which yeah. is great because a lot of the times people who are the ones that make a difference are never really in it for the exactly money. right. Yeah. In it for, to so chase that dream, it's chase crazy. That vision, exactly, money is just always the byproduct. Yeah, exactly. And don't get me wrong; like, like money is very important yeah, in today's society. Don't get me wrong yeah. about that. Yeah. I just never did it for the money. Yeah. I did it yeah. because I loved it. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. everything that I've, uh, you know, kind of endured and kind of came across, experienced in my life. I just knew that that was gonna help me better get to my dream. Yeah. It didn't. It wasn't gonna help me better get more money. More money Absolutely. Yeah. Right? So it, it's very interesting that uh, when that came up. Yeah. Because uh, so that cool. happened. That happened more times than I thought it would. Yeah. They're like, "Oh my god, you're probably making so much," and I'm like, yeah. uh, <laughs> "Honestly, like I was telling Kenny during the interview process, I had to call them back because I didn't know what the salary they told me was. <laughs> oh, no because way. they told me they told me the yeah, salary yeah, yeah. And, like after they told me that yeah here's. Here's what's gonna like happen. The time when they gave you a yeah, and they're like, yeah, so yeah, we're gonna send you a contract. Here's a salary, and uh, and then like I was so happy, I didn't even focus on the salary part. It went over my head, yeah, yeah. and then like maybe twenty minutes went by, and I called them back. I'm like, hey, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> how much did you say? Because I honestly wasn't paying attention. Yeah, wow. And yeah. and they, they and it was so funny during the interview process. First interview, I thought I screwed it up. Truthfully, wow. I thought I screwed up because they're like, what's your salary expectation? And I'm like. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't like yeah. how much how do I ask? Yeah. Like, how much do I ask for? What's too much? What's enough? Yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm like truthfully and I think it ended up working for me in the long run was truthfully I never even thought about the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not in it for the money. I just awesome. wanted the job. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could pay me 10 bucks a day and I'll yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get to talk about what I love. Yeah, exactly. Just right? feed me, just feed me up, up, up yeah. 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 That's it, buddy. That's it. Let, let me be my quirky self and that's all good right yeah. for for that's the people true. who obviously you know were looking at what you've done yeah. and you know they're hearing this podcast and they themselves have a passion yeah and maybe they're taking the five to ten hours a week on the side yeah. to build it up whatever it is but then they're working the 50 70 hours a week yeah and something they don't want to be in yeah what would you say to these people who do want to follow their passion Yet they're they're so they're so afraid to make that next step to yeah. turn that into their way of living. Yeah. Like, how would you kind of give advice to somebody in that space where you are a prime example of someone who took what they love to do? Yeah. And now it has turned into a career. Yeah, it's 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 quite crazy because there's so many different elements that go into other people's lives because we're yeah. like like all four of us we've all experienced different things yeah. right we all have we all experience different pressures we all experience different you know anything right different actions that we we take upon ourselves so the biggest thing is whatever the circumstance 
that is kind of holding you back, you know, whether it be family pressure, you know, like your parents want you to go to a certain school and get a certain job, whether it be pressure that you're putting on yourself, believing that you can't do it. The biggest thing that I would say to anybody is just start. Because as soon as you just start, you're able to build momentum, mm-hmm. right? And once that momentum goes, your confidence starts rolling in, right? Once your confidence starts rolling, then you're starting to get even better at your craft. Guess what? Even more confidence. Guess what? Even more momentum. Yeah. It's all just about starting. It's just like a snowball at the top of a, a steep hill, right? It could start like this small. Like It could start super small. But if you let it roll down the entire thing, that thing's going to become massive, nice. right? Mm. Uh, it could be like a, a solid foundation to a snowman, right? It's just yeah. a piece of the puzzle, yeah. right? Mm. But it's a huge one, right? Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is you just have to start acting on your, your passion. Of course. That, that's the biggest thing. Just start yeah. acting on it. Like every- put more time in, put more exactly. energy in. Right? Okay, let's just say, for example, somebody wanted to be a broadcaster. This is my situation. I'll share my situation. So I was in accounting before, yeah. right? Uh, and I wanted to become a broadcaster. And, you know, again, November 2nd, 2016, I'll never forget the date. I sat down on the like, okay, I don't want to do this. I want to become a broadcaster. So what did I do? I started. What was the, how did I start? Something as little as looking at the requirements of what's needed to get into the program, mm-hmm. right? That was my first step. Yeah. I did that. It took me three days to do that. But guess what? I did it anyway. Sweet. You know, it took time to do it, but I did it anyway, right? And then it's like, okay. Oh, uh, this is a competitive interest to get in. Okay, uh, I should maybe up my English mark so I guarantee that I get in, awesome. right? So I went and booked a, uh, an English 30-1 essay. You write an essay, right? Yeah. And I did that. I started working on it. And I'm like, I got my mark back. I'm like, great, this is awesome. Yeah. That's step two. I started believing in myself, started getting more confident. Nice. And then going into it, um, you know, I reached out to industry professionals, right? Jason Greger was a guy. Min Dariva was a guy. Uh, talked to a couple of other guys, Gene Principe. And I just like, hey, can I pick your brain for 10 minutes? Now I started getting an understanding of what they went through. And now I had an understanding of what I was going to go through in Perfect. order to get to where they are. So I started getting the ball rolling right and as the ball keeps rolling it's all good but like the biggest thing is overcoming those pressures that you're feeling right yeah because for a lot of people and i mean like 80 90 percent of the people the reason why they're not chasing a life dream is because of the pressure that they're feeling yeah someone or something's in there someone or something is in there either might be family pressure you're from we're all from immigrant families right we we all know that our parents want us to have good jobs right that's just the reality like Tony, go become an, uh, an accountant, a lawyer, uh, a doctor, or, you know, a surgeon, or, you know what I mean? That's or an engineer, or right? Back. And that's all they know. And they, or you're going back. <laughs> you know, that's all. And, and, and the biggest thing is you can't blame them because that's all they know, yeah. right? That's all they know. That's, that's all they assume is exactly. what is going to be a very, like, successful, success-oriented exactly. position that society will approve you of. Exactly. Yeah, and right? all I did was I talked to my mom and dad. I'm like, Mom, this is what I want to do, and I promise you guys I'm going to do it. Nice. You know what I mean? Mm, and like, awesome. I just kind of like, I had that like self confidence because I started getting the ball rolling. Right? Mm, and then, so that, that's the biggest thing that I would say. I hope that kind of answered the question. No, absolutely. <laughs> so to summarize what Tony's saying is, yeah. you know, when someone's going through a position of wanting to make that transition, yeah. and this is what I love to do in making it into a career, well, you said it perfectly. Step one, yeah. look at what you need to do yeah. prerequisites-wise yeah. to potentially get into a program yeah. or get into that space. Exactly. Two, talk to people who are currently in that space. Exactly. And I feel like this is where people have such a uh, misconceived notion of what that is because yeah. you might be like, let's say you want to be an actor. 
And then you go on Instagram and you, you look up Shadu Khan or you look yeah, up yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah. And you're like, man, this person's got like 50 million followers. How are they ever going yeah, exactly. to reply back to me? But I think 100%. that's that's too high. Start yeah. here. Maybe talk to like a local actor, a yeah, Canadian actor. Exactly. Who's got like 10,000 followers. 100%. And you can be like, hey, like if you have the time, can I pick your brain? I just want to yeah. ask questions as to how you got here. Yeah. Because that person's probably just one or two steps Closer. higher than yeah. you yeah. to yes. getting to where you guys want exactly, to get. Exactly, right? And then you just sort of work your connections yeah. and talk to the right people who are in a space that 100%. you want to be in. Yeah. And surround yourself with the people that are doing what you want to do. Yeah, there's a, there, I forgot, sorry, I don't mean to no, cut no, you off, good. but there's, there's, a, there's a saying, I forgot who said it, but it's a quote. Always be, uh, like, like, obviously you have to take this in, in the right context, but always be the least smartest in the room. Mm, that yeah, being yeah. said is because so when you surround yourself with smarter people, it causes you to elevate your game. Yeah. And when you surround those, those people are doing what you want to be doing, yeah. then you're elevating your game in the right area. Yeah, right. So, and I want to I speak on the opposite. So what would you say to people who don't know what they want to do? And, that's, and they're, they're unhappy in what they're in currently. You know what? The biggest thing is allow time to take its course. Mm, yeah. You know? mm. like I was 24 years old when I went into broadcasting school. That was, that was six years after I graduated from high school. Yeah. Mm. Six years sounds... If you told me at 18 I would not be getting to broadcast school until yeah. 24, I would be freaking out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let time take its course. You could be twenty, you could be thirty, you could be forty, right? As long as as long as you know that time, it's going to take its course, and then you're going to realize that what you want to do, that's okay. We we we're all we're all take different development, yeah. right? Just like my my grade six reading really comprehension, my comprehension wasn't there, but I eventually got there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I took a little bit more time, no problem, right? Absolutely. It took a little bit more time. That's all good. You can't be afraid of Don't rush being things. a couple of steps back sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because now when you think about it, when you are a couple of steps back, you get to see the bigger picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially now where we can't help but feel like there is so much more pressure. Where yeah, like, absolutely. Things done now. And oh, so-and-so is doing this. So yeah. I need to be doing this now. Absolutely. They're the same age as me. And then all these demons yeah. get in our head. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like you said. Everyone's time is is meant it's to so be different. in a different place. It's yeah. so yeah. different, and, it, and it's yeah. tough to look at that because of all the instant gratification and all yep. the things that people you see online yep. that people are doing amazing things. Hundred percent, and you're just like, oh my god, I'm so behind. Yeah, behind. Yeah, that's a, that's right? amazing that you bring that up because I was just about to say with social media, we only see the successes of everybody. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, exactly. we well, don't see the hardships. The, if the I, twenty hardships yeah. that they had to go through exactly. to get to that it's success. Exactly. That's right? Exactly. You know what I mean? And that and that's. Exactly what we were kind of talking about in 2006. Toby Peterson scored his first NHL goal with the Edmonton yeah. Oilers, right? And he was just a minor leaguer at the time, and I, like um, everyone was talking about who's who's number 45. Toby Peterson. He just scored a goal in the Western Conference Final against the Anaheim Ducks. It's like. Yeah, he did that, but you know how long it took him to get there yeah. and how much work he put to get to that moment? Mm. People only see the moment. Yeah. Like, who's this guy? He's just a random guy that scored. Uh, so, yeah, this is, a, yeah. this is a random guy that also worked his bag off yeah. to get to where he wanted to be, right? And he had to endure failure and 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 hard times and and you know maybe even self-doubt if he feels going to make the nhl at one point you know what yeah. i mean so it's amazing that's all we're surrounded by on social media is people's successes yeah absolutely right? so well you know what tony i just want to take a second right now to acknowledge you for the fact that 
<laughs> you're you're somebody who's a go-getter, right? You clearly have a huge heart of gold. <laughs> I try, right? I try like, to at least. You're, you're as genuine as it gets, man. Yeah, and I want you. to appreciate thank you for you. taking the time out and giving us so much knowledge. I find that our audience members, even myself, want to you know take a take a step back and really realize where we're at in life right now and, exactly. and apply certain things that you do in your life to to ours. Yeah. And you know that's ensuring that we have a solid support system. Uh, ensuring that we stick with our passion and yeah. understand that eventually there'll be our time. There'll come a time where we'll get that golden opportunity, right? Yeah, sure. Whether it's luck or whether it's just not giving up yeah. and just being a community member, yeah, understanding sure. that the community we're living in right now, have, yeah. have it not been for the city our parents moved into yeah, or exactly. whatever your scenario is, it's important to give back and yeah. it's a good feeling. So, And, and sorry, I don't mean to cut you no, off, no, no, but no, it, no. it all comes down to the why, right? Exactly. And because it all, that's why the why means so much to me. Why am I giving back to Edmonton? Because it gave my parents an opportunity. Definitely. You know what I mean? That's and like, awesome, man. And like you talked about luck. I'm a big, don't get me wrong, I, I believe I got lucky along the way, but I'm also a big believer that you create your own luck in this yeah. world. For sure. Because there's a reason why we'll go way back to why Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid are the luckiest players on the ice. Mm-hmm. It's because they do everything else right. Yeah. Right. Mm. So the puck seems to follow them. Right. That's you so look, you true. talk to anybody who's successful in their industry, they'll say they got lucky. That's not a coincidence that all these people just happened to get yeah. lucky and got there. They created those opportunities of luck. Exactly. Right? When I got lucky with the Oilers, right, with the opportunity, I also created that reputation within the organization beforehand. That's right. right? So like, yeah. it's just like it's just amazing how the world works. Where yeah. you'll get bounces go your way when you're actively participating in the industry that you want to be in. Definitely. Yeah, and yeah. that's one thing that I've also learned. Yeah, one thing I really, awesome. one thing I learned recently is that luck tends to bet on those in motion. Right? Yeah. So if you're in motion, I love that. luck will... Uh, I love that line. That's a great that's line. Cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that tattooed, man. That's a wicked line, man. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. This guy I'm, just throws those kind of quotes. Yeah, you know, that is awesome. And you're like, that's, that's all that needed to be said. That is it. That is the title of the podcast. Yo, that is amazing. I love that. That's great, man. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's it's amazing. not mine. I wish it was. It's something yeah. I wrote, but it's uh, just off an artist. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start yeah, using that if you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start using. I'm a, I'm a cheesy guy. Next Tony Brothers podcast. <laughs> just gonna have him start <laughs> off with that. <laughs> yeah, his luck tends to bet on those in motion. Uh, <laughs> that's He's awesome. Just, yeah. That is awesome. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Oh, well, Tony, great. to conclude, I'm sure a lot of people want to know where they can follow you yeah. and how they could uh, connect with you. Yeah. So, where can you let us know online is the best place for yeah but to keep in touch with so everything's you know. all open everything's all fair game even on Facebook feel free to add me as a friend on Facebook awesome. um, Instagram Tony Brar, uh Twitter Tony Brar underscore and the biggest thing and LinkedIn as well LinkedIn's a very valuable tool by the way for young industry professionals Absolutely. so they should definitely utilize that when they can I know I did reaching out to TSN Sportsnet guys so the biggest thing that I've also learned is I want people to reach out to me because I was in their shoes I was reaching out to industry professionals I've had uh, truthfully, I'm grateful for the number of people that have messaged me saying, hey, Tony, you're working in a position that I want to be in. Like, can I pick your brain for 10 minutes? And it's crazy because I was there six months ago. Wow. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I was there. Six, I was asking those yeah. questions and I'm still asking those questions to those people. Yeah. That's another thing. Don't always Don't get complacent. You know Don't yeah. get complacent. Yeah. Start. I'm still reaching out to guys in TSN and be like, hey teach me your ways <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean and That's I want awesome. people to do that because I was there not too long ago and as soon as I see those messages I give my phone number I'm like give me a call let's, let's chat that's let's chat. so th- that's all my Instagram uh, social media platforms and stuff feel free to reach out to me at Sweet. any time awesome yeah
Cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Tony Brar, I believe, <laughs> just blew yeah, his brains, <laughs> no, blew no, his no, brains no, out. Not at all. You guys heard it. If you guys want to connect with him, feel free. Reach Absolutely. out to him. Yeah. And I think this is our longest is, podcast yet, but yes, it was every minute of worth the, of education. Yeah, I hope yeah. you guys enjoyed it as much yeah. as I did. Thanks so much for having me. No problem, I really appreciate man. it. Thank you, Thank you guys. I really right. appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Yeah, yeah. thank that you. That was awesome. Thanks.